Hey bitches, just a couple things before we get started. First, I had a great birthday last week and I hope y'all saw our silly piratey live stream. If you haven't yet, swing by our YouTube channel or our Facebook page and check it out. Second, right now, we are not sure what the next episode is going to be because Pitney caught the COVID. So it might be a best of rerun. It might just be me. I guess we'll find out together. In the meantime, be sure to send him all your get well wishes. Next, speaking of health stuff, our friend Kate, the host of Ignorance Was Bliss, is going through some, well, life. Her promo is in this episode. Just want to give her an extra shout out and make sure to tell you guys to check out her show. So this one is about the toys we played with as children and what we think they reveal about the kind of kids we were. It's pretty damn fun. So let's go. coincidence so like our last episode happened to mention animal love and barbie and then like the very next thing i saw because animal love and barbie is into fashion fun yes Um, the very next thing i get on twitter and i find out you know how they'll do like a barbie of a real person. I mean, sometimes it'll be a character or whatever, but sometimes it'll be like a real person. Like they did like a Frida oh, Kahlo yeah. Barbie and they'll, they did like a Sally ride Barbie. Oh my God. Jane Goodall Barbie. Really? So cute. And the little, the little khaki shorts. That's fabulous. Ponytail. So fucking cute. Jane Goodall's very excited. That's really cool. It's so adorable that Jane Goodall is very excited that she has her own Barbie. Because I would have thought she really would have been cool. indifferent, but apparently she was like, when am I getting my own Barbie, bitch? And they were like, okay, here you go. And that makes me very happy. That's <laughs> fabulous. And you know, it's like, it's interesting because, you know, the, the store I work at, we have a big toy department and I see a lot of Barbies. Oh my God. You know, and we have, you know, all like the modern, I hate to use this word, but I'm going to use it. The modern, like woke sort of Barbies. They're, they're diverse Barbies. They're not all the same fucking girl in different outfits. No, and no, I'm saying I like that, but yes. I'm just saying this to juxtapose what I'm also going to say, right. right? So we have all the modern woke Barbies, right? But at the same time, we also still have... Basic bitch Barbie? The Barbie working in the kitchen with her stuff. The Barbie well, with laundry stuff. We do. Yeah. And I think that's cool to have all of it. Well, yeah, because Barbie still because has to know how to cook. it's a part of life. And I yeah. do not mean to use the word woke. I didn't know for any other word. You know that. Yes. 
but I think that was, I love that there is the whole gambit. It's not just, you know. Well, I mean, Barbie, you know, people still have to know how to cook and do their laundry. Yeah. It's just that that's not their job, necessarily. You know. They can still be a fucking astronaut if they want to. Exactly. But God, I was so... I was so into Barbies when I was a kid because I didn't like... I didn't like baby dolls. Like, we had baby dolls. And I actually have a replica of the only baby doll that I liked when I was a kid because Mattel came out with, like, they they recreated some of their old dolls and I have the drowsy doll, which is the only doll I ever cared about when I was a kid. Because I, I didn't want to be a mommy, so I didn't want to have... I didn't want to carry around a baby doll. Oh. So Barbie dolls were kind of my thing. So, you know... Dressing and and doing the hair of an adult was kind of that was kind of my my jam yeah. when I was a kid, and I and I but I tended to not, I tended to not be into basic bitch Barbie. Like I my first Barbie was a PJ. She was a Malibu PJ, and then mm-hmm. my second Barbie was um, called Hispanic Barbie. And the reason why I liked her was because she had long, curly brown hair. And it was like, she just didn't look like the all the other Barbies. So, yeah, And that's yeah. totally why I picked her. Was because she didn't look like... I mean, her face was basically the same fucking doll. But Oh, well, of course. But, yeah. but, you know, I wanted her because she didn't look like the other ones. And I guess my sister had a skipper. I think she had a Malibu skipper. Oh, Skip! Yeah, I mean, yes, I remember Skipper. And the girl across the street had the had the one. I don't remember what they called her. I used to just call her Puberty Skipper because it was a skipper that you would rotate her arm and she would get taller and her boobs would grow. Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, and I think we talked about that a long, long, long time ago on the show. But yeah, I, but I do remember that because I think Corrine had one of those. Very, very scandalous. Didn't we know someone who had the pregnant Barbie? The one that had the, the, the pregnant belly tummy that I you could pop one off of and You had one? Okay. Was that well, part I would not of the say it was not me, it was my ex. I was gonna say, was that part of the giant Barbie collection? Yeah, and I remember The Wall O Barbies. Me and we never did give him a fake name, did we? No, because he was just the ex. Yeah, so me and the ex. Yeah. Oh, the, the, my God. The ex, the ex of the greatest significance. Yes. It became... Oh, my God. I I remember buying Barbies just as, like, a kitschy, funny, tacky thing. Like, maybe the pregnant Barbie. Because we have the pregnant Barbie, and yeah. I remember the 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 stomach magnetized on, and it had a little baby inside. Right. And it was so hilarious, and and she came with like a big tenty maternity. Yes. Dress. Yes. Um, but then I just remember that it became like a thing, like everybody bought us Barbie stuff and it was never really my thing. It was his. Yeah. I appreciated a lot of the kitschiness of it. I loved it. 
but it was so not my thing. But oh my god, did we have a huge Barbie collection? Did he have anything the, did he have, that came out in the nineties? We had. Did he have the earring magic slash cock ring Ken before yes, we you did. knew? No, I know he had it, but did he have it before you guys got together, or did you guys get that together? I think we probably got that together because I remember he had one and I had one. Oh, that's right, because one sat in the other wish, one's lap. I wish that I had it now. Oh, I know. But I don't. But well, because um, you threw away everything. Oh, yeah, but ended. oh my God, we had everything Barbie. Well, yeah, because you had, in that house, you basically had a wall that was all bookshelves. And so in front of books, I mean, most people who have, you know, you have like bookshelves and then you have that that inch or two of shelf in front of your books. So you would have tchotchkes and, you know, Barbies can just sit so comfortably on the edge of a shelf. Funny because it was all these dry, boring as fuck. Academic books. Academic linguistic books. And like literature, With Barbies. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and you guys, I I remember my my favorites were like the off-brand dollar store Barbies, because y'all would y'all would just buy like dozens of. Oh, and that was fun. They, they were the best. Because they were so unusual looking. wigs and you could change the heads and oh, it was yes. so fun. They were the best. And oh my God, I remember when you guys were living in Guatemala where they had the, it was, it looked like a Barbie, but it was like almost everything in Guatemala was not quite on brand. It oh, was like, yeah. I think it was called a Bobby. It was B-A-B-I-E, if I remember right. Oh, God, I don't remember. But it looked just like the Barbie logo. And it was very similar to a Barbie, but it was not a Barbie. <laughs> now, did I send you one, or did you see them when you got no, there? No, I saw or... them I saw them in the stores okay. when we were down there. Okay, okay. Because we did a lot of, we did a lot of, oh, my God, you have to look in all these stores. Because, they're, because the shopping in Guatemala was so fascinating. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, but I will admit, I was fascinated i loved having all that barbie stuff although it was not my thing per se yeah because remember at the time i was collecting the star trek next generation figurines right that's true and because the barbies later, were on the bookshelves and the star trek figures were on the were on the, the yeah mantle. and the kiss dolls and yes. the hercules and xena dolls yes so he was more into, like, the kitschier side of dolls. But I guess I was into dolls in you the were, same way. You were into action, the action figures. figures. <laughs> action figures are dolls. They are. Of course they are. Hey, this is Kate. I'm a forensic psychologist and crisis clinician, and I collect stories. Everything from true crime, to trauma, to parenthood. There's a lot more in common between depression and sociopathy, or between serial killers and podcasters, than you might think. Are you sure you really want to know? This is Ignorance Was Bliss at iwbpodcast.com and iwbpodcast on social media. like 
like all the Star Wars action figures, and then eventually oh. you had all the He-Man shit. Oh, I sure did. I did not get into the He-Man stuff until I was out of high school. Yeah. Which was about four or five years after it was popular. I got obsessed with it. I bought it all on clearance. Yeah. Because its heyday was like, what, 82, 83? I started collecting that stuff when I lived with Trisha von Lichtenstein in 88. See, I wasn't aware of... That was four or five years after the heyday. I wasn't aware of She-Ra until we moved here, so that would have been like 84, 85. And I don't know if I was aware of He-Man at all. Because why would I have been? And it's so funny because I remember at the time, I liked the She-Ra show more than I liked the He-Man show. Well, of course. But I remember I was shamelessly collecting the He-Man stuff, even though I was, like, way too old for it. But I remember the first She-Ra thing I ever got was the Crystal Castle. Oh, my God, yes. And I got it because it was on clearance, like, 75% off because it was already going out, right? Right. And Von Lichtenstein actually bought it for me. Was it at Toys R Us? I think, yeah. It God, was. I miss Toys R Us. And I remember feeling, which is so funny now, thinking really weird, and that it was wrong of me to have it because it was a girl's toy. That's so. That's so not like you, though. Oh, I felt wrong. Like, it was a girl's toy, and I didn't. So I think me collecting all the She-Ra stuff, me allowing myself to collect the She-Ra stuff, was actually quite awakening for me in my coming out. Yeah, come to think of it, yeah, because... Actually. Because that wouldn't have been that long... That wasn't that many years after your whole evangelical non-denominational church shit and i can't be like this and oh yeah i went through it yeah i got over that shit you're catholic by day protestant by night yeah trying to pray the gay away shit so yeah, yeah so i guess i guess back then there was still some residual that shit going on yeah ugh yeah, but the it 80s was were so awful. Yeah, but oh, I was so delighted. But once I started collecting She-Ra, and I still did collect He-Man as avidly. Oh, yeah. But it was both. And and so the Barbies, I loved them. But that was not my thing, per se. But I did quite love the Barbie collection. Yeah. But I realized, thinking about this, that I always... I've always liked dolls. Yeah. Like, I never liked, oh, God, certainly, like, sports toys. Oh, no. Oh, hell no. Anything that involves activity. Although I liked roller skating. I mean, whatever. You know, things like that. But I liked dolls. I didn't like interactive toys. I liked dolls because somehow they would make my imagination run wild. So how Ever did you, how did you play with them? How did you play with dolls? Did you, like... 
make them act out little scenes? Or did you... I think... Because that's what I did with Barbies. I would make... Me and my friend who lived across the street, we would make our Barbies act out Grease. <laughs> our Barbies would act out movies. <laughs> I don't think I ever did that. And to knock it too deep... But I think that for me, I was so friendless and so alone in my own house. Yeah. With my parents being the way they were. I think that dolls for me became like my friends. Yeah. And I remember I had like this Mickey Mouse. I had a red plastic Mickey Mouse, which I've seen on eBay, and I can actually buy one again, even though I'm not going to. Oh my god. And they're not expensive. But I've seen one. Oh my god, if it was me, I totally would. Oh my god. But that was my favorite thing, and I remember it was like that doll was my friend, and I remember I would get fabric scraps from my mom, and I would cut them out, and I would get a needle and thread, I'd make little clothes for him. How big was he? Oh, gosh. Seven inches, six inches. Not big. Just okay. red plastic. Red plastic molded. Okay. And then I had my favorite other toys were I had a Grimace from the McDonald's. Oh, my God. McDonald's. Franchise. Yeah. But my favorite of favorites, and I've actually seen this on eBay and I may buy one. I had a rubber onion ring character from Burger King. Oh, I have no concept and I of what that would even loved be. fucking love that thing. And I did not play with them in the sense of make them do things. They were my friends. I don't... All I remember from Burger King was paper crowns. And so I've always loved dolls or action figures or whatever. Right. But they were like... They were my friends. So would you like take them with you places? Like, oh, I would. Yeah. I would take them with me when I went to my cousins. I would take them with me to church. I would take, you know. Oh, wow. They were like my friends. And I think I would play with them in the sense of, I remember I had, do you remember what a show and tell was? It was a general electric device that looked like a little TV with a record player on top. And it had these film strips in it. Oh, I have no idea what that is. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, you put these film strips in it, and it had a timer, so you would rotate the turntable where, like, there'd be this lidded significator that it was like, okay, this is timed right. And every so many rotations of the record, the film strip would go up a little bit. And you'd play these records, and it was like a film strip of stories i've never seen that oh yeah, my god it's called the show and tell wow but anyway i had one of those and i remember i would sit there and i'd have my mickey mouse and my ronald mcdonald and my grimace and my little onion ring and we'd watch the show and tell together oh my god oh my god <laughs> and you can actually you can see show and tells on ebay i cannot find one that's fully functional but oh i can do, imagine they, there's a lot of moving parts that would they break. do have them though and i love that thing i remember oh my god i, I would have been obsessed i, I must have totally had played 30 different records and it was like 45 records and it was like a film strip on a plastic disc that you just stuck in the thing and it was just like 
you know, a wheel, like however many turns right. of the turntable would make this other gear go and go to move the slide up. It was cool. That's really cool. I've never, I've never seen anything like and that. And I remember That's they were made cool. by General Electric, if I remember right. No, I'm positive they were General Electric, and they came in red and blue. Oh my! And God. mine was red. See, and if if there had been, <laughs> if there had been a Radio Shack version of that, I might have gotten something like that. But there must never have been, because I got anything that was that kind of a toy. I would have gotten it from Santa Claus, which meant it would have come from Radio Shack. Yeah, yeah. Which is why I had slot racing cars and shit like that as a kid. Yeah, because that's where Santa shot. The other thing that I loved so much, which is pretty much in the doll range, I think, Mm -hmm. I had a lot of those battery operated dogs. Oh, like and they would come from Radio Shack. You would like put they CRT would walk and batteries, bark. and they'd walk and bark, and then sometimes they go, and then they do a flip. Yeah, I, I never had those, those back then, but we got we got them when my nephews were little. I loved those. There was, I think, I don't think we had those because they made sounds, and I think that was not going to ever be in our house because they made yeah. Those. And my other favorite thing, oh my god, I can picture them. I had all these plastic horses. Oh, like And they were just like white plastic, and you could tell they had airbrushed details on them to make them like black or brown or blonde. Were they the ones that are like really nice looking? Because I know that no, there's... no, they were just real thin plastic, and they had these plastic saddles that would just click on them. Oh, okay. And I must have had five or six of those horses, and I loved those horses. I had so... we had it at my at my grandmother's place. In fact, when when my grandmother died, she just had like this box of toys in this closet and after she died when my mom and I went to go clean out her apartment um I went through and I sort of divided up all the little plastic toys and the the wooden blocks and the spools and all the weird shit that we used to play with as kids and I divided them up so that all of like us and the cousins and stuff would all have our own little set. Like we'd all get a a little plastic cowboy and a little plastic horse and a little, Uh a little metal car and all these things. And nobody else understood. Like every, I, I made like little packages for all of us and nobody else got it. Nobody else understood. And it was like, I would have kept all of it if I had known that they wouldn't give a shit. See, I would have been delighted by that. <laughs> I mean, because I, I basically got one of each thing and I would have kept fucking all of it. Yeah. Because that was, you know, that represented grandma's place to me. Because when I was a kid, because yeah. she lived in that apartment my whole life. And that was, you know, when we were kids... We would go straight to that closet and open that closet and pull that box out. And that was where the toys were. And those were the toys that were at grandma's place. And it was just old blocks 
old wooden spools and, you know, just weird random, weird random crap. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that's what, that's what, that's what toys were at Grandma's house. a lot this month, thanks to those astonishing web telescope images, which reminded me of something. Did you know there's a patron saint of astronauts? I mean, by now it shouldn't surprise you that there's a patron saint of pretty much everything, but there's a guy from the 1600s who became the patron saint of astronauts and pilots and pretty much everyone who works in aviation, and the reason for that is, well, dude could fly. Everyone, I'd like you to meet St. Joseph of Cupertino. First thing I want to talk about is how crappy his childhood was. His father died before he was born, and his mother was left so destitute that he was literally born in a stable. And his mom was a bitch who treated him terribly because, according to her, he was a bit of a handful. Like, I've read stories about how he was really stupid and unteachable and would wander around with his mouth hanging open, and she just wrote him off as useless. And supposedly he had a terrible temper, but, geez, if your mom treated you like garbage, so would you. And from a very young age, he was having ecstatic visions. Which, if your mom is already treating you like crap, doesn't make things any better. Because that's just more time that you're not spending doing chores and learning to read or whatever. So eventually he found a monastery that would take him in. And seriously, he was sent home from some, because apparently they didn't like him either. But the horses seemed to like him, so he worked in the stables with them. And reportedly... He had a bit of a gift for smelling the stink of sin on people. Like, he'd meet a guy and get a whiff and be like, buddy, you need to go to confession. But living the monastic life meant meditation and praying, and before long, his ecstatic visions became full-blown levitation. Dude would float through the air during Mass. And he was even reported to fly up trees to talk to birds. Got so known as the Flying Friar that people started whispering about witchcraft. And the church just couldn't be cool with something so utterly bitchin' happening with one of their dudes. So they forced him into a life of severe asceticism, confining him to a tiny cell having him eat only the slightest amount of food and nasty food at that. And he lived that sad, pitiful way until he died at age 60. All because the church wasn't down with the idea that maybe sometimes God would float people up in the air. 
like, really, they'll believe stigmata and transubstantiation and stuff, but let a guy fly around the room filled with the Holy Spirit and suddenly it's, like, too weird for them. Anyway, sweet, sad Joseph of Cupertino, patron saint of folks who fly, as well as those with learning disabilities, mental handicaps, bad students, and people taking exams. And he's also the patron saint of stable animals, such as horses and sheep. This world was so shitty to you, and we didn't deserve your quirky awesomeness. It's, it's weird because, like, I had a lot of, like, stuffed animals, and I had, I guess in some ways, when I was, when I was really little, um, I guess I played with toys because I, I was sort of more forced to be around my sisters, mm-hmm. and so there were toys, and so, but eventually, when I got, as I got older and I realized that I could just go off by myself I think that's when I although I would still kind of play with Barbies and stuff but that was when it was more drawing and writing and reading and listening to music and stuff and it stopped being playing although it was playing in the sense that I was acting things out in my room. And I also, like, you're talking about, like, your toys were your friends. I had an entire world of imaginary people around me all the time because I was always by myself, but I was never alone because I had a world of people who weren't mean to me, who were invisible. Now, did you have an imaginary friend that you would talk to that had a name? No, because if I did that, then then the people in my family would know I was nuts. Oh, it was okay, all entirely okay. inside my head, and they okay. didn't know about it. Now, because I, I, I used to. I would talk, I would talk to them all the time, but not around other people. Okay. And because of that, I am. T- I've. I've. I've so, I was so conditioned that the second I'm alone, I instantly someone is with me the second I'm by myself. If I get in the car, if I, you know, if I go into another room and no one else is there, there's someone in that room with me. My brain puts someone else in that room with Even me. Even now? Yes! Oh my God, because I love nothing more in the world than being by myself. But the problem is because of shit that has gone on in more recent years in my life. Yeah. And I've I've had to have this discussion with my husband. I yeah. have someone who lives in my head. Yeah. And he is always fucking there. Mm-hmm. And when I don't and I you know and it is the number one thing I work on in therapy. Mm-hmm. It's like I would love to just reach into my brain with a spoon and scoop him out and he would not be in there anymore. But he's fucking there. But that kind of conditioning to always have someone in the room with me started when I was a kid. And it was like I didn't want to be around the people who were actually around me, so I would go I would go oh, away from so them. You, yeah. I would go away from them, but I also didn't 
I think as a child, I didn't want to necessarily be alone. So you I just created, wanted, yeah. I just wanted to be around the people, someone who, someone better. I wanted to be around yeah. somebody better. So that's interesting for you. That was an internal thing for me. It was external. Like your friends were internal that you created. My friends were these tangible right. things. Right. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Mine were just sort of invisible people that were in the room with me. And they were all kind of inside my head, but they were, they were around me, but I wasn't, you know, it's like, there was, if my, if my parents ever knew how fucking crazy their kid was. (laughs) Oh, honey, I feel the same way. Yeah, I know. They had no idea. They had no idea. But it was entirely their fault, so... (laughs) Oh, girl. Yep, yep, yep. But God damn it. You know what? I'm going to go on eBay. I'm going to buy that fucking onion ring. I want you to. I want you to. It is one of the greatest joys of my life to find, It's although it's usually records, but to find stuff from my childhood, especially because I lost so much stuff yeah. from my childhood. I recently found a book from my childhood that I, oh. I found it on Etsy and I bought it and I told the lady cause she was like apologizing that it wasn't in the greatest condition or whatever. And I told, I wrote her a note and I said, you have no idea what this book means to me. I said, I'm going to lose my mind when I get this book. I, and I, and I explained to her how, how every, how I moved all the time. And every time we moved, I lost more of my stuff and how most of the books I had as a child, I don't remember the names of them. And I have records that I would do anything. Like I can hear songs in my head mm-hmm. and I remember what the cover looked like, but I can't see the name and I have no idea of and I've I've spent oh and 10 I bet you, you if you could remember you could find those on eBay cheap I got I look all the time but I can't it's like oh. there's one that I'm like is it the happy mailman is it the merry mailman I've looked just guessing based on the picture of what I think was on the cover not a clue I've spent oh. I've spent ten years looking for a record. Oh. Because I got, I, I rebought, oh God, I must have told you about this because it had to be a year ago. I bought uh, the Winnie the Pooh Rather Blustery Day album on eBay for like four ninety nine or something. Oh, yeah. And it was the same record that I had and I remembered it. And I think I've listened to it twice. But right. it's exciting to have. And $1.99, girl, $1.99. I bought the Hair Bear Bunch record. <laughs> and the only reason I wanted to buy that is because they had this really annoying theme song mm-hmm. that was like, help, help, here come the bears. Help, help, here come the bears. Do you remember that? No, I, I don't it's even, I don't even know what the, I don't even know what the Hair Bear Bunch is. Oh, it's I have no horrible. idea. Horrible. 
And the only reason why I wanted to buy it again is because I used to play that song over and over because it really pissed off Candace and Tammy and they hated it. I was I was I was expecting you to say it pissed off your mother. <laughs> and so I bought it just so I could play that song again and laugh. Oh my god. Well, <laughs> I found It was a good $2 spent. <laughs> I I found well I was looking um I was fi- finding a whole bunch of a lot of them were like Disneyland record things because I used to have a mm-hmm. lot of Disney like um multiplication and division it has a picture of Jiminy Cricket on the front um a whole bunch of like learning to tell time is fun and all these weird things that Disneyland did but one of them is called um I think it's called learning the ABCs and but I, I highly recommend looking on YouTube because people will put kind of like that 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 channel I found that has that puts up all the old Peter Pan records. Mm-hmm. Um, people oh, will yeah, put yeah, yeah I love pe- that. People yeah. will put old children's records up on YouTube all the time, and I found in because I was part partly because I was thinking it might be something that might help with my therapy, like trying to mentally take me back to places to see if I could trigger memories and things. Mm -hmm. But I didn't want to have to buy a whole bunch of records. But when I found them on YouTube, it's like, oh, I can just listen to them this way. But this one about like learning the ABCs or whatever it was called, I, I remembered every goddamn syllable from this record and one of the things I remembered the most strongly was how annoying the children were. It's all like a teacher and her class. And this one kid whose name is Bobby. And Bobby is a little prick. And Bo- even the teacher has had enough of Bobby. And the main thing I remember from it is because Bobby thinks he's so smart because he can say the alphabet backwards but the thing is it's the reason why i can say the alphabet backwards because i i do oh, it because you learned it from the i record. learned it from the record because oh, god I, I can't because i do it exactly the same way he did z y x and w v u t x and r q p it's like it's like you have to say it exactly in the rhythm that he says yeah it. yeah and then the teacher goes well trust you bobby to know it backwards <laughs> she said it uh, just like that and it's and you know he's the little gay kid and she's you know the fat ass baptist wife that's making fun of him huh it's every child on this thing is so fucking annoying and they're all like you know i know accounting rhyme i know you know it's like it's, it's uh, like oh it's, and it's like you know and and it's just like oh and the teacher's just getting exhausted because the kids are like i know another one and it's like oh i know one i know one. Oh my god and it just goes on and on it's like the whole side of the record it's like oh shut that oh, is so oh. funny, though, because, you know, that's how I learned the name of the 50 states. Oh, yeah. Well, that's how, I, I swear to God, that's how yeah. we learned everything as children. Yeah, because I remember in third grade, Mrs. Swan, <gasps> we used to stand up and we would do exercises Oh. to a little song that was alphabetically the 50 states. Oh my god! Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas. (laughs) Oh my god! 
Okay, And now... I could go on. I don't remember all of it, but I think I do, but I'm not going to subject the listeners to it. But My yeah. fourth grade teacher was obsessed with making sure we all knew the parts of speech. Now, for fourth grade, that's nine years old, um, she wanted to make sure we all knew what prepositions were. And it's like, by the time I got to high school, I knew kids in high school that didn't know what prepositions were. And I was like... You obviously weren't in Mrs. Ward's class because Mrs. Ward would not accept it. Like the way and the the way she because prepositions are hard to explain what they are. Because I was just gonna say I'm utterly convinced that I know how to use them because because I'm a good writer, right? But I don't know what they are. It's hard to explain what they are, but you can identify them if you know a lot of examples of them and that was her that was her thing was she came up with a list of them in alphabetical order and every week for however many weeks it was and i'll figure it out it's like we started with the first chunk of the alphabetical list and in class we would recite that chunk until we had it memorized And then the next week, we would add the next chunk until we had the entire alphabetical list. Now, it's not like these are all the prepositions in the world, but it's it's such a comprehensive list that once you know this list, you fucking know what prepositions are. But what are they? It's like... I mean, I know I know how to use them. Like a preposition... Is, is like the part, it's basically, well, like a prepositional phrase. If you say around the corner, okay. around is the preposition. Yeah. It's hard, it's hard to explain what, what around is doing in that, in that phrase, but yeah. it's the preposition. Oh, see, I don't like it. It's too esoteric for me. <laughs> but if but if you can do this about above across after against along among around at because of before behind below beneath beside between beyond by down during except for from inside into near be, above wait I'm sorry I, I'm fucking it up but anyway I learned that in 1978. Oh and, my god! And if I practiced a couple of times and thought about it, I could do the entire list. I was just trying to do it off the top of my head, and I was I was messing up because I said because I said the word around a minute ago, and that wasn't the first one on the beginning of the list, so it messed me up. But yeah, it's. I, I remember that the last the last chunk is two toward under until up upon with within without. Oh my god! But that's how I learn shit. In fact, I, I learned shit like that so well that when I was in college and I was having to learn like like uh, landmarks on the skeleton and and different like phases of human evolution and stuff like that, um, I would like make up songs like. I, so that I could get them in my head. Like, I, you know, because that was how we learned things when we were kids. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah me too. You yep, know? Yeah. I mean, the, oh my God, the other day I was talking to yeah. Frito. I was talking to Frito and he was talking to people like our age, like in our age group. They didn't know what Schoolhouse Rock was. And he was like, uh, what the fuck is wrong with you? Did Were your parents like fucking hippies and you didn't they, have television? You know, but kids now, they wouldn't like it. But it's not kids now. It was people our age. Ugh. Who clearly had goddamn hippie parents who didn't let them have television. Oh, that's... Oh, 
Oh, because, yeah, there was a lot of the, you know. Well, you know, the dipshit grew up in a house without television. Oh, God. Which is a big part of why he's fucked up. Because what was, there was some hippie thing. Oh, remember, oh, kill your TV. Remember that. Kill your TV. It's like, oh, shut up. I swear to God, it's like, there are so many people that are in our age group. If you grew up. If you're part of our generation and you had no television, that means you grew up without Mr. Rogers. And if you grew up without Mr. Rogers, if your parents weren't like perfect fucking parents and you also didn't have Mr. Rogers, I'm sorry, you're a, you're a serial killer. Like you don't, you don't have a chance. (laughs) You, you have no chance because nobody loved you. If you didn't have Mr. Rogers telling you that you were perfect just the way you were and that he liked you just fine. (laughs) If uh, your parents had better been pretty goddamn wonderful if you didn't have Mr. Rogers in your life. Uh, The bitchin' booty. Yes. Um, I think we need to give them a thing, Spike. We can give them a drop that they could plan out their yes, show. Yes, I think we've uh, got to find some time and get get time to do, do that. Right now. I think we should do it right now. Look, I'll show you how easy it is, Spike. <laughs> Watch this. I'm just going to do it live. Okay, do it live. Like that bloke screams. So I'm just going to do it live. Watch this. Hi, this is Dr. Dan from the Two Skeptical... Blah, I can't do it now. Look, I can't speak. <laughs> Too much pressure. I'll try again. I'll try again. I'll try again. Take 52. Hi, this is Dr. Dan from the Two Skeptical Chaps podcast, and you are listening to the most... Bitchin' Boutique. See? That was easy, wasn't it? Okay. They could send us one. We could play it in ass. Yeah, yeah. Right, you do it. Yeah. Right, off What do you want me to say? Whatever, whatever comes to mind. Hi, this is Spike from the Two Skeptical Chaps podcast, who ain't no bitch, but you're listening to The Bitchin' Boutique. Oh, that was good. I think I hope they use that. Let's see if they cut it and put it in their next show. <laughs> Diplomatic community. <laughs> So I just had to look this up. Oh my god, what? Because I'm trying to remember. Uh, Is it a Kansas, song? Kentucky, Louisiana, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, Nevada, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New Mexico, New York. North Carolina, North Carolina, <laughs> North Dakota, because it's very good, it's good though. Ohio, Oklahoma, Oregon, what? Pennsylvania. Why? Why? Because Pennsylvania is full of hot air? Because she'd do this big old thing and she'd be like, <gasps> oh my God. Pennsylvania. Oh my god. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> yeah. You never did that? No. Oh god. And I I don't remember the rest of it, but I mean Oh my god, whatever. that's it amazing. Matter. That is fucking amazing. Oh my but god. I do, I do remember I'm not going to demonstrate the name, but I do remember you know, the Arizona, Arkansas. I do remember yeah. the first little bit of the exercise moves. That's fabulous. I gotta say, though, that... 
<laughs> it's totally reminding remember. me. It's reminding me very much like it just it 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 was very the opening of Laverne and Shirley. It was Oh, now that you say that, yeah, I never It was very Shamil Shlomazel Possum Pfeffer Incorporated. Maybe that's where it came from. I don't, Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> but I just oh remember God. that and I loved Mrs. Swan. Everybody would make fun of her because she was um, large. Okay. And I remember that used to piss me the fuck off. Because I loved her. She was so sweet and so kind. And she adored me. Aww. And I think she knew that I was a little special. Yeah. And so she took special attention to me, and I loved her. And, and people were so mean to her because of her size. And God yeah. damn it, that fucking pissed me off. And that was in, like, third fucking grade. Yeah. Or it could have been second grade. It was second or third grade, because I remember the classroom. Yeah. See, it was second I, or I third. Remember, I mean, it doesn't even matter. I mean, other yeah. than, I mean, you know, just for shits and giggles, it doesn't matter. Well, see, and that's that's one thing that, that's one advantage, one weird advantage I have to moving around so much is I have very distinct lines between different grades. So I have, like, I know exactly, like, what school I went to and what my teacher was and where I lived when I was in kindergarten. And then yeah. first grade, completely different state, completely different school. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like... See, you know, I live two blocks from the school I went to from kindergarten oh through fifth God. grade. And I walk the dog there almost every day by there. And I can be, this is where my kindergarten class is. This is where my second grade class is. And that school is, is still operational? This is row where my third grade class is, you know. And it's st that school is still oh, operational? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. But I can so pinpoint cute. first, third, and fifth grade to the room. Yeah. The other ones, no. I can say where they were. Yeah. The rows, but I can pin those to the room. Isn't that funny? The only thing I know in, like, the, the school when I lived in Topeka, um, this, and, and that school, I actually recently, um, looked it up online and found out that it, that school only very recently closed. A few years ago, it was converted into, like, it was still, it it wasn't being used as a school anymore. It was being used as like a um like a vocational school, like for the school district, but it wasn't an elementary school anymore. But um but I all I remember is all of my all of my classes, the three years I went to that school, because fourth through sixth grade was on the second floor, first through and I I don't know where kindergarten was. They were I guess they were on the same floor as us, but I was, I didn't go to kindergarten there and, and my sister wasn't in kindergarten yet. So she wasn't there either. Um, but all of my classes were all on the first floor 
and they were all on the left-hand side of the hall. Like, I never had a class on the right-hand side of the hall. We were always on the left. Oh, interesting. And I don't know, I'm assuming that, like, first graders, that, like, it, it probably was, like, you get further down the hall the older you get and then you go up the stairs and I guess fourth grade was probably at the top of the stairs and then fifth and then sixth and then maybe now that I think about that when I think of the progression from the maintenance to the school kindergarten was my first room yeah and it goes up one and then yeah I could be coincidental that that might be yeah yeah and I remember that the library was on the second floor and I remember that when you go in and the principal's office was on the right. And if you keep going straight, you go into the gymnasium slash cafeteria. But if you turn left, that's where you go down to where all the, all the classrooms are. And that's where the hallway, where all the, where my classrooms were always on the left. And that was the hallway where I passed out more than once. Because I was such a fainty child. Oh, no. Even though no one ever took me to a doctor to find out why I fainted all the time. You'd think. That well, because some... you were just frail. I Yeah, I guess so. You know. No. I mean, I was... I was always just hitting the bricks. I was always just, like, walking down the hall. At, at, you, know, like, you know, like, especially... When you're in, like, a lower grade at school and you're always having to, like, walk in a row. Like, okay, class, we're all going to stand up and we're all going to get in line and we're all going to walk down the hall together to go down to the cafeteria or whatever. And you're always... And it's like, I'm just walking and all of a sudden, some some girl in the class hits the floor. Boom! Uh. And now everybody has to, like, oh, no, she's on the floor. Oh, no, Amelia's on the floor. Uh, and this see now i never i, I never fainted <laughs> oh god i fainted i fainted well into junior high i was still fainting oh in high. no oh yeah i fainted in um like fifth and sixth grade when i was in choir and we'd be on the risers i would faint and fall off the risers oh, oh yeah no. i mean i still i still you know but but it also it it, it I, that's how I, I mean, it's it. not funny. <laughs> oh, girl. <laughs> but it's like, you know, I eventually I eventually developed the ability to feel it coming on. Yeah. And, like, I could sense it well enough in advance that I could... when Like, when you're an adult and you have control over, I can go walk over there and sit down. Like, I don't have to stay here because I'm a child and I have to get permission to move. You know, it's like I can just walk over there and sit down and, and yeah. breathe deeply and get oxygen in my brain. And, and now you just have to have smelling salts in your pocket. I don't even know what smelling salts are. Like, I don't, you know. I don't even know. I don't know. But I just, but, you know, yeah. but I can, I can, for the most part, I can control it. And I'm sure it has something to do with my weird blood pressure, my yeah. low blood pressure problem. Oh, yeah. But, but, yeah, you know, I was a, I was a weird kid. Well, I was a weird too. fucking kid, but it is it is fun to um, but see but see see you you're literally in the the house that you grew up in now. Mm-hmm. So, but like for me, I go on Google Street View and I I put myself right in front of the house that I lived in, and I you know 
click, 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 and walk myself to school. I do that just for fun every once in a while. I, although I learned the other day, I decided um, instead of instead of walking to school, I would go pretend I was riding my bike, and because I had like a certain way I would go around the block, and I decided I would I would go down this one side street with the way I would go around the block. And what's funny is that when you're right in front of my house in the the house in Topeka, it's in the middle of winter, but if you go a little down to the corner and you turn down this side street and you go down this street to where this girl Heather's house was, where I would go and I would turn left again to go down the block. As soon as you get on that street, it's not winter anymore because Google street view is weird. Oh. And so I could, I could be on that street and rotate and turn around and see my old house, not in winter anymore. And it's like, Oh, look at that. Oh, the maple trees are blooming. Oh, that's nice. The two maple trees and the crab apple tree that were in the front yard. It's like that house, it's so weird. It's like it's painted a different color, but it's like it's still the same fucking house. So fucking weird. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy our show, please take a moment to rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. If you send us a screenshot of your review, we'll send you a Bitchin' Boutique sticker. Everyone loves stickers! Please subscribe or add us to your favorites wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribers get new episodes first and are also more attractive. Drop us a line anytime at pitneyandamelia at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you!